So you know you can be yourself here, right? That's very good. We just want to say thank you guys, and I appreciate that. Man, it's a beautiful day, and I think God's got a wonderful message for us today. And I was thinking about this week, you know, how grateful I am for all that God's done in my life. How about you guys? And He's still working in our life. Even when we're not working, even when we're, we're uh, you know, one tooth off the time and chain, as we like to say, God's still working on our behalf. So I started thinking about that and I said, man, you know, what does it really mean? Thank you. So I looked it up in a dictionary. You ready? To express gratitude, appreciation, or acknowledgement. Man, just taking time to recognize somebody else. Just being thankful for what God's done. And so often we get so busy that we're just, we're just moving right along, moving right along. Well, look at Paul in Philippians 1.3. He says this. I just love how he starts his letters with so many of his uh, brothers and sisters here. Let me get my clicker going. Boom. And it says this. He says, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Man, I wonder how our morning would start if we thought about that each day. Praying for one another. You know? That would change our life. That would change our prayers for, for one another and stuff. Man, I just think that's amazing. And it would and also, wouldn't it help you see somebody in a little bit better light? And we just prayed for one another. We started out, Lord, I just thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ. I thank you for those. I thank you for those that you're going to put in my path today. Lord, let me be the light in the darkness. Maybe I can say something to encourage them. Maybe I can speak a little, you know, something into their life. And sometimes maybe I can just listen and say, mm-hmm. See, a lot of times people already have the answer, but they just want to hear it, you know. And they, they've got it many times. But you know what? The true answer that we can always point to. It's Jesus, amen? So I just, want to, I just want to kind of throw these things out a little bit. And I, I'll be willing to say this too. I said, you know, I said, I think about anybody this week can, can feel like this. You know, I think the number one reason why we argue, many times we feel unappreciative. And they say, amen. Wow, nobody else feels like that, huh? No, man, think about it. Sometimes you just feel like, man, you know, nobody cares, man. It's, you know, don't, they, don't they understand? Any time during the week have you felt like that? Come on, be honest. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff just got elbowed, but that's okay. No. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Yeah. No. Yes, baby. No. Yeah. You know, we all feel like that at times, I think, you know. And I get to thinking about this, you know, isn't it great that Paul didn't take that attitude? Because what can happen a lot of times when we feel like that, we feel like we're not appreciated. We start looking at it through a different lens, don't we? We start looking at things a little bit different. You know, and I think, man, isn't that something nobody, you know, what's going on? I just don't fit in or whatever like that. And I, and I started thinking about this. Aren't you glad? I'm so glad that Paul didn't take that attitude. Now, he, most of the time he's writing, he's in jail. Can you, you know, and he's thankful for his brothers and sisters in Christ. He can say, hey, y'all don't even know what I'm going through. You know, y'all don't even appreciate what I'm doing. Anybody talk like that? Their hands are low today. All right. I'm just saying, okay, I'm going to pray for all of us. But, you know, sometimes we get like that. They don't even. Okay, moms and dads, they just don't even appreciate it. Our kids say, we just don't appreciate that, right? The car and the gas and the things and the different things like that. My boys are ducking. No, I'm not <laughs> But, you know, I, I can remember my dad when we would do different things, you know. I remember one time I went and got a 10-speed bike. And my, I had to listen to the story how he saved up two months to get a bike and then he pumped the tire up too, too much and then it, it broke down and had to hear all this and I'm riding on. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. But he was saying, you know, I just want you to know, I just want you to appreciate what I did for you. And I think that's really what we want is that we just want people to appreciate what's going on. And Tim, I appreciate all you're doing back there because I know we have some difficulties. He's back there going like the man behind the scene. That's all right. So I'm just sitting there thinking, man, we ain't got so much to, to be uh, thankful for. You doing all right back there? We can wing it, baby. This is our, it's live. It's good. So anyway, uh, you know, when we think about that, 
aren't you glad that, you know, that when we look to Christ, we start to see so many different things that we can be thankful for. And I, I, gotta, I don't want to get ahead of myself in here, but we got a little homework. Anybody up for a little homework? It won't take but a little bit this week. Gotta, gotta plug it in, all right? Anybody brave enough for some homework? Say amen. amen. Oh, good, man. You guys are ready. See, look at that. See, Nisa, look. You're off this summer, and I'll take up the teaching spot. There we go. All right. Well, the other thing I was going to talk about today is when we're talking about saying thanks and things like that, hey, we're, we're talking about so much more than just uh, manners. Amen. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a grateful heart. And, and today I pray that we see the power of our words and the effectiveness in our life and how that makes a difference. You know, a kind word can turn, turn around everything. You know, a lot of times, you know, Facebook gets a lot of beaten down on a lot of different things a lot of times, you know. Uh, but a lot of times you can get a little encouragement from that or you can be an encouragement to somebody else. Amen. You know, and people kind of keeping up with what's going on in your life. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. But you know what? There's so many tools that God has placed around us that we can share to encourage people and love on people and, and just make a difference. Amen? And that's what, I, that's what I think is so cool. How we doing, Tim? That's all right. We're going on with the program. We're rolling. Anybody got their Bibles with them today? Yeah, we're going to roll. Here we go. I always encourage you to bring your Bibles with you. But I'm going to go ahead and keep on rolling for just a second. Is that a habit? I don't know. Take it away, Tim. I know there'll be days like this. You know what? It don't make no difference. That never ain't going to slow us down. We're going to be in Philippians chapter 1. I'm going to read a few things out of that. And you'll get it pulled up in just a second. Ain't no big hot cakes. All right, y'all ready? Uh, verse 3, if you got your Bibles, if not, uh, we'll have it up on the screen in just a minute. It says, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from time to time, from the time you first heard until now. And I'm certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ, Jesus Christ returns. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you. For you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God both in imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news of the Lord, okay? Then he goes on down to verse 8. says, God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ. You know, I think one of the things that we, we lack many times in our life is the big C word, compassion. And I pray, that's one of my prayers that, you know, when we come in contact with folks as a church family and within the church family and also outside of what we're doing, is that people see us as a compassionate folks. Not perfect on our own, but perfect in Christ. Loving, thankful, grateful, and things like that. So what I'm going to do is take this uh, and kind of break out each verse. In verse 3, Paul immediately counts it a blessing for the other believers in his life. Do we do that? Do we really think about that? Do we keep, look, man, look at that. Bing, number 3. Thank you, Tim. Praise the Lord. So Paul immediately counts it a blessing for the other believers in his life. Are you thankful for your church family? Are you thankful for others that have gone before you so that we can get the message today? You know, like our brother was talking the other day, man, a lot of people are paying the price for this, this message right now in other countries. And, and to a certain degree, I think we do too. Maybe on your, on your uh, job or, or maybe, maybe even in your family, people might point and say, well, man, I don't know. Oh, he's so religious. He's so this. He's so that. You know, when I, when I left the, the rock and roll band and started playing uh, music for the Lord, I would get, I would get calls and stuff and guys like, and, and I, I remember this one guy called and he goes, hey man, I hear you're doing uh, religious music. 
I said, I'm jamming for Jesus. See, there's a difference between religious music, religion and relationship. We talk about that a lot. I got a personal relationship with Christ. Why? Because he's so good, he offered it for me and he offers it to you. Not because any other reason other than his grace. And I am thankful of that. Amen? Are you thankful that God will take you right where you are? Are you thankful God loves you so much he won't leave you there? Amen. Amen. This is going to be an uplifting message now. We're just running right out of the shoe here. Well, let's keep on going. But I would get these calls from time to time. And, and, and one guy, he would keep calling me, man, we ought to start a band. I was thinking, well, you ought to come on and get saved and let's keep jail for Jesus, right? But I didn't say all that. I just kept loving him on it. He said, man, you guys were just so close to making it and you left the band. I was thinking, making what? I got probably partial hearing loss, right? Probably got black lungs from playing in some of the places that I played. You know what I mean? I'm missing. What am I missing? Man, you know, God is good. And God, guess what? He didn't wait till I saw the light to come out of the clubs. He came and got me in the clubs. Amen? And that's, some, that's the God that we serve. That's why I get excited about it. See, people think they got to clean up and all that before they come to God. Hey, man, you know what? You know, you know what is the old saying is? You got to catch the fish before you clean it. Right, Simon? You can't clean it if you don't have it. Well, guess what? God has already made a way with that. Aren't you thankful? I want to I just cultivate this, the heart of just thankfulness today, all right? Four and five says, he intercedes for them with great joy and views them as partners in spreading the good news about Christ. Isn't it good to know you're not in it alone? Sometimes it might feel a little lonely, doesn't it? Sometimes you think you're the only one striving or whatever. But I want to tell you what. you got brothers and sisters in Christ that are coming alongside of you. And we get to partner with them in sharing the best news ever. How many people like shopping? All the ladies say amen. And the guys do too if it's for them, right? It is true, you know. When, when your girl wants to go shopping, you're like, oh yeah. But when it's your turn to shop, you got the magazine, you got the clipping, you go right into the place. Right there, man. You grab it and go. Amen? Don't do a whole lot of looking around. We just get it and go. Because we want to play with it. We want to put it together. We want to check it out, man. And the girls are modeling and doing this. And then Denise usually does this. She'll get two things. She's got, I just don't know which one to get. I just don't know which one to get. And I go, I know she wants both of them. What's the right answer? And I go, oh, they're beautiful. How much are they? Right? And then she says, well, I got a red dot special. I love, I love my girl boy when she comes to shopping, right? She comes from a long line of bargain babes. Thank the Lord. So, so that's good. She'll bring out all these coupons. I said, wow, I think we ought to get both. No, but I will. <laughs> you know, but so, you know, that's good. That's great, man. God has been blessing in those areas. But, you know, going back to this, we get to partner up and share the good news of Jesus Christ. Everybody doing good? Say amen. Let's look at verse 6. And it says here, I broke it out, and it says, He reminds them of what God has done for them and spurs them on in their walk with Christ. Do we do that? You know, a lot of times what happens is, I'll tell you what religion does, all right? Religion says, you know, you got that problem, and you, you shouldn't have done that. And no wonder you got this going on. And they pick out all the problems instead of loving on them and pulling out the gold. Can you find one good thing in a friend? Can you find one good thing in a mirror? Amen. I want to encourage you guys. This ought to be pulling the bricks off your back today. This is all about being thankful and grateful and looking at what God's done for us. Going to verse 7. And the Lord just gave this to me and I broke this out. He says, he goes back to their connection in Christ. Connecting to Christ. In the task of proclaiming the truth of the gospel message. Hey, my buddy used to say this all the time. He says, you know what? We need to major on the majors and minor on the minors. Don't get all wrapped around the wheel. Let's keep on pursuing what God's given us. Let's keep on putting the message out there.
Come on, we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. Isn't it good? What I always say, everybody needs what? A cheerleader. I thought y'all would have that one. I'll say that about once a week. Everybody needs a cheerleader. Somebody said, hey, man, you can do it. You know, when, you, when that guy's running and he's almost up to the line and everything he owns is hurting. And somebody said, come on, man, you can do it. You can do it. That's it. Jeff, that's good. Right on cue. And, uh, but, you know, but when you got people going, told you couldn't make it. Told you couldn't do that. Why would we want to bring that to the table? Man, let God cultivate in you a grateful and thankful heart. That's what I pray today. Always look for the positive. And sometimes we got to really squint for the positive in a situation. Sometimes don't we? But you know what? It might be that one kind word. Just popped in my mind. Uh, from time to time, it's been a while. Me and Ms. Tanya used to do jail ministry. And I mentioned this, but it just went back to my mind. And we went one time, and I'm going to tell you what, man. It, it brings tears. They had a young boy in a, in a, I guess it's solitaire to a certain degree. And he was just beating on the door, trying, let me out, let me out. And I just prayed with the guy. And, and we, we went ahead and did a service. And uh, they got kids. I don't even know what you do to get in trouble to be in a place like that at 8 years old. But from 8 to 17 years old. And you're preaching to them about the gospel. And you tell them about what God's doing. And people are giving their life to the Lord. And you're hoping that it really makes a difference. But you know, you know, really that's between them and God. And I can tell you what happened one time. About a year later, a young man tracked my phone number down. And he called me and said, sir, I don't know if you remember me or not. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I said, yeah, buddy, I do. He said, I just want to tell you that it really made a difference when you guys came and told me about Christ. I'm walking with them now, and I just want you to know. Isn't that something? Man, you think, man, they're not listening, they're not hearing, they're not any of those things. Your heart's ripped out. When we drive home, Tanya would not say nothing. She would just go. And she said, I, I don't know how many more trips I could go. But every time they called, we'd go. And I tell you what, because it just might be one that you reach. Wouldn't that be something? It just might be that one. I'm going to tell you what. It's 1995 when they came outside of that church. I was the one. Maybe there was more. But I was the one that got the message. I was that sheep 100. Right? He left the 99 to go get the one. That was you at one time. Me. Isn't it good that he didn't say, Well, you know, man, I don't know. I don't know if Mike's worth it. Man, I don't know if Tiny's worth it. I don't know if Buddy's worth it. No, he said, You're worth it. And he left the whole crew to go get you. Do you see your value? Do you see what God has planned for you? Man, that's not even in the notes. That's just good stuff. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Our connection is in Christ brings us strength and unity. How many know God's about unity? Amen? Unity, peace, and power. Let's keep on rolling. Verse 8. He reveals his love for his fellow brothers and sisters with compassion and gratefulness. Man, I pray that we become this church as we grow and we continue to let God drive and, and cultivate in our life. Amen? And I said, you know what? A thank you, friends, goes a long way, don't it? It really does. A heartfelt thank, thank you very much. And it's fuel, And what it does, it's all fueled out of gratefulness. You know? It's all fueled out of gratefulness. Um, Glory, she's not here today. I remember when I did her father's funeral. One of the things that stuck out when I talked to the family and everything. Said her dad, I said, what's some of his sayings? And he had a lot of sayings. But he would always say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, they, and the family would just kind of laugh. And I said, tell me about it. 
said when he was a young man, somebody did something for him, and he said, thanks, but I, evidently, if I got this right, I prayed I got it right, that, that he said, hey, didn't you say thank you? And he said, yeah, I did. But ever since that time, he would never wanted it to be passed by. He would always say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, he's been gone with the Lord for probably over a year, but you know what? Just that, a thank you, still resonates in my heart. From, out of all the things that I spoke over, about that, that, that fellow in his life, I remember that they said, you know what? Yeah, he was very grateful. He was, he was very thankful for what he had. He was very thankful for what the Lord had done. He was very thankful for his wife. He was very thankful for his children. Isn't that, some, isn't that the legacy we want to leave? To be a thankful person, a grateful person, and a compassionate person, right? So let's go and move on to the next one here. We're going to start talking about gratefulness. Everybody doing good? Say amen. All right, let's roll with it. Here we go. Whoop. All right. First thing, what do we really appreciate? You ready for the homework? Everybody got their sheet, right? Here we go. Got your sheet? I want you to think about this. I said right here, I pray that we take five things. While, while you, I don't care if you write while we're doing work. I want you to list five things you're thankful for. Just five things. I know there's plenty more, but just take five things, all right? And I want you to pray over them every morning when you get up. And every morning when you get up, I want you to add one more thing that you're thankful Can you do that? I'm going to tell you what, it's going to change the way you pray. It's going to change the way you view things in, in the world. It's going to change the way you view things in, in your life. And, and I just want to just challenge you to do that. Because guess what? By next week, you got seven more. So you got 12 things you're thankful for. you got to find that connection of good. How many people got a rough job sometimes? Jobs are tough, isn't it? Can you find that one thing at that job? Can you find that one thing that says, you know what? How many people get paid at their job? Hey, Amen. Let's go with that. All right, now you might say, well, I don't get paid. You got paid. That's a good thing. Lord, I thank you that I got this job because I get paid. All right? Well, let's look at something else. So you got, most people got insurance on their job, possibly. Some do. If you do, say amen. Amen. If you don't, keep praying for it, right? All right, but you know what? I'm trying to find a little piece of that positive, that seed, wherever it is, and speak that thing, man. Write it down. Write it down. So, man, I'm thankful for this. If you turn around and wait, oh, God, I can't believe I got to go to work. Right? Huh? You might not sound just like that, but everybody sees your face. Right? What is that telling everybody else? You know, man, I can't wait to sit beside that guy. Right? They're going, man, back away. I know that things are tough, and I know that sometimes it's, it's not exactly what we want to be doing. But man, find the purpose in, in, in the positive in that thing. Because you know what? The chances might just be God's keeping you there. To mold you till you find the positive before he moves you out. Could be. Can I get an amen? How many times you've been through a few things and it's just like, oh my God. And as soon as you get a better attitude about it, guess what? God said, well, you know what? I'm going to move you right over here. I'm going to move you right over here. It doesn't have to always be about a job. It could be in a relationship. That person that you're working with, the person that lives across the street. Can you find one good thing? One good thing. Well, I'm going to tell you what. You know the best thing that we got going? Is Jesus. Let's go ahead and share that with somebody. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. So you got your hands out. You got your five things. And you'll keep working on them. Amen. One a day. All right. Let's keep on praising. All right. What does gratefulness look like in times of trials? Mm-mm-mm. That's pretty tough, isn't it? It might look a whole lot different than we think so when the things really hit. And I was writing this down. I said, it puts the light into the darkness and the darkness has to flee. I said, you know, does complaining ever make you really feel better? I'm not talking about letting off a little steam. I'm talking about when we just wallow in it 
and wallow in it and wallow in it. And the next thing you know, we find 10 more negative things. Because guess what? It starts drawing that out of your life. Amen. And you know what you start doing? You start finding negative people kind of buddy up with you. And everybody's doing this. Oh, man. Just, well, why don't we buddy up with somebody who got something positive to say? Amen? Something positive. That's why, you know what? I want to give you a daily dose of God's Word. You can use these right here, these, these daily breads, to, to start off and, and look and get a fresh start. Take those, those notes that we're talking about and look at just five things. Hey, you know what? If you're having trouble with five things, pick one thing. God woke me up today. That's a good thing. Sky's the limit. Sometimes, sometimes I think we aim way too high. Sometimes we just got to take baby steps and baby steps and baby steps. That's, you know, that's how you save money, right? You don't say, well, if I'm going to save money, I'm going to take a million dollars and put it in the bank. Well, I don't know where I got that. No. But if you just put a little bit in that piggy bank, it starts adding up. Don't it? If we start filling our heart a little bit at a time with God's word, let me tell you, he will continue to fill you and overflow you with gratefulness. Everybody doing good? Well, we talked about this a minute ago. Promote unity. Man, we don't realize our words have so much power. And you can take that same energy and speak life instead of speaking death. It'll change everything, amen? Speak life. And I look at this and, and I go back to that verse here. So it is right that I should feel as I do. This is verse 7 about you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and defending and confirming the truth. Of the gospel, amen. He was so focused on what they had in common that he didn't start laying around and complaining about what they didn't have in common. Remember what I said? He said, Man, I'm in jail and everything else. He didn't even think about that. Paul was talking about, Hey, you know what? We got a mission. We're on the same team. We're going to get the gospel message out. We're going to see people pass from death to life, amen. How many know that hell is a real place? Amen. How many know just from what we read, it's bad news? It's terrible, right? You know, a lot of people don't preach on hell. They go, oh yeah, it's for real. So, if we realize as Christians how bad that could be, why would we want to see anybody slip into that? I think that helps motivate us to get the word out. People say, man, you, you talk about Jesus anywhere you go. Yes, I do. I will. I don't care about it. Don't matter. Man, Lord, help you if you get on an on a, uh, elevator with me because by the time you get where you're going, you won't hear about Jesus. You know, I, I don't care. You know, I'm thinking, sometimes I want to say, going down, do you know Jesus? <laughs> you know what I mean? Something like that. But it could be anything. And, and I don't mean that we've got to beat people up with the Bible. Maybe it's that thank you when they get on the elevator. Or something like that. Maybe it's just that. Maybe, maybe it's just listening. Maybe it's that phone call that God told you to make two weeks ago. Come on, I know I'm talking to somebody. I don't know, maybe it's me. That you didn't make just to tell somebody, hey man, I just want to let you know I appreciate you. Anybody got a card lately? A handwritten card? Very few, isn't it? I got one the other day. A friend of mine, an uh, older gentleman, and his ministry really is, is writing cards. Willie Turpin. I met this man 16 years ago, 17 years ago. The first place I ever played and did Christian music. Totally scared to death. And we played and everything else. And uh, about two weeks later, I got this phone call from this man. And he said, are you Buddy Chapman? I go, yes, sir. He said, were you playing at Buck Road Baptist such and such date? I go, no, that was somebody else. <laughs> no, I, I, I go, yes, sir. He said, I just wanted to tell you a few things. I thought, oh, man, this is not a good way to start ministry. He said, son, I really appreciate your heart for the Lord. I really appreciate what's going on in your life. He says, I'm going to be praying for you. 
And he says, you know what? You really blessed me with that program. And please keep me in, in the loop of where you're going to be. Now, he's probably 60-something at that. I'm probably 28 or whatever. Well, I'd do no. the math. I wasn't 28. <laughs> 49 minus 16, y'all do the math. Don't embarrass me. I had to take my shoe off. It was a little while ago. So it wasn't like we, we had that in common. I had never met the man before, didn't have that in common. There was, uh, I'm sure that the music that I was playing was not exactly what he was probably listening to all his life. You know what was a common thing? Christ. Just like that. You know who sent me, a, sent me a nice card the other day? My buddy Willie. All the time. Father's Day, I get a card from Willie. Birthday, I get a card from Willie. For no reason, I get a card from Willie. Isn't that amazing? You know, and, and, and I'm sitting there, and it seems like it's always the best time. I open that up, and, and, and I know who this is, because pretty much he's the only one that says, every now and then you get something. And I looked at that little car, and I'm coming out of the mail, I'm like, man, that's Willie. Let me see what's going on, you know. But you know what, it works both ways. Because when Willie's in the hospital, guess who's there? I say, hey, man, what are you doing in here? I knew you'd come. Whew. He said, I knew you would come if you knew. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I wish I could make all the hospital visits, but sometimes I can't. But you know what? Just there. Because what he had been pouring in my life, I was going to make sure that I poured back in his. It don't take that much. It really doesn't take that much. So what does it look like in times of, of, of tough times? You know what? Sometimes it's just taking the high road. How do we promote unity? By pointing to Christ. Amen. It's all about Jesus. Everybody doing all right? Let's keep on rolling. Dare to love. What do you mean dare to love? Ask God to help you see others as he sees them. Would you dare to love somebody? See, it's easy to love somebody that's kind of like you, right? How about somebody that has nothing in common with you, right? That doesn't even believe like you, right? How are you going to do that? You're going to do that through the Spirit of the Lord. You're going to do that by reaching right where they are. Look for that common thing in them. You know what's a common thing in it? That God loves them. How about that? That God died for, on the cross for them. You mean the guy that, that just, just got arrested for stealing hubcaps? Yeah, him too. Or what a fill in the blank. You mean the person doing this? Yeah, that person. You say, I just don't know if I can do that. You know what? Many times we can't, but God can through you. I want you to see that God can through you. And the more we spend time with God and the more he starts shaping our heart to be grateful and thankful and see the value that God placed on them and in them, guess what? Then that love is going to flow through you to that situation. One other thing I just happened to think about. It. Used to do street ministry. Did that for two years. I don't think I ever missed a Saturday in two years, maybe once or twice. Um, this, is, this is crazy. This happened. I, I went... One, I'll pull it all together here. I'd go on Saturdays and we'd feed folks bag, bag lunches and different things. And you start making some friends and praying with people and everything else. And uh, one night, uh, I told Denise, I said, I need to go get some blankets. Got to go. Right? She said, no, 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 no. I want you going down there. I said, they know my truck. Everything's cool. Don't go down there at night. I said, I'm going down there. So I said, but I'm not taking y'all with me. So we went, to, we went to Walmart and we took two vehicles, right? So I was going to get the stuff. I said, man, it's going to be a storm. This is going to come up tonight. This is not going to be good. I know where they'll be. I'll take the stuff. And we went to, we went to um, Walmart. And we were at Walmart. Jesse was about two years old. And I was pushing him in a cart. And I went by a big row of boxes. And they had these tents that you put up for like cookouts and stuff. And when I went by, one fell. 
and I went to reach out and grab it. And it took my arm and it pulled my arm all the way back here and it pulled my bicep muscle loose from my arm. That's not good for a guitar player. So what they had to do is they cut it here, they cut it here, drilled three holes and pulled the muscle back down. Right? I didn't make it that night, but that was okay. But you know what? Through that, I'm going to get to the main thing. Went through all that. And I said, you know what? I don't think I'm supposed to go there. I said, that's all right. So my brother-in-law, Uncle Wade, come up there to get me at the hospital. Because they had to put me in an ambulance and all this stuff. And they go, well, it's not broke. I'm like, wait a minute. This piece right here is not there. It's up here. You might want to go see your regular doctor. I'm thinking, that's not good. Had to play in church the next day. Could not even hold the guitar. Thomas carried the guitar. I put my arm up there. I played a song. Took my arm back out of the sling. And that was it. Go to the doctors, right? And the guy goes, you got to go to, you gotta go to uh, a specialist right now. Shoot, to a specialist. Guy pushes on my arm. He goes, you got a uh, ruptured bicep. I go, okay. And he says, uh, you're going to have to have surgery. I said, well, can't we just work it out? He goes, it's not connected. I got to put it back together. No longer you wait. The worst is going to be, you won't even be able to lift up your little boy. You won't be able to grab a gallon of milk. Surgery's coming. He said, Wednesday. I said, okay, this is Monday. I'm thinking next Wednesday is good. He said, no, this Wednesday. Wow. He said, you'll probably be back to be able to do things in six, eight weeks or whatever like this. I said, I play guitar. This is an important piece thing here, you know. Well, we'll see. God took that. Had opportunity after opportunity to witness to people, witness to people, witness to people, witness to people, right? My arm healed up double time. They were at the place and go, do you always heal this fast? And I would just start laughing. I said, God's so good. How does that tie in with the ministry? When I finally got back to the ministry, I, I got back to doing the street ministry. I was there and there was a guy there. He said, man, we've been missing, you know, I was out a day or so here. Like I said, I only miss a couple days. And he said, man, I've been praying for you. I said, man, I really appreciate that. And I said, what's, what's going on with you? He says, um, he said, I'm doing all right. This man lived on the street. They would pick him up and do dialysis on him and drop him back off. That morning he had a stroke and he couldn't see out of his right eye, but he's praying for me. He's coming up. Hey, what can I do to help you? My heart was breaking. I'm thinking, what? And he says, I really need to go to Williamsburg. Uh, I got some family up there and everything, but, uh, you know, maybe I can catch the bus or something like that. I said, no, no, no. You're not catching the bus. You're riding with me. The whole way, he never complained. I didn't even realize that he couldn't, that this happened until we get halfway there. And he goes, yeah, I can't, I can't see it on my eye this morning. What? But the whole time, he's praying for me. That just blows me away. All these years go by. And that man, even with all his stuff going on, he was praying for me. I had insurance. I already had the surgery. I was healing up fast. He had just went through all this stuff that night. Sleeping on concrete behind a church. And he's praying for me. Wow. What can we learn from that? You know what? Focus on the thing that ties you together, not the things that pulls you apart. Stuff that we did probably night and day, you know? I play music. I don't know if he plays music. You know, he lives down here. I live up here. I live up here. But the number one thing that tied us together was the unity in Christ. Promote the unity. Let me tell you, it'll make a difference in your life. Everybody doing all right? Let's keep on rolling. Gratefulness. I was grateful to have somebody praying for me. Amen. Let's keep on rolling here. 
How about faithfulness? Everybody ready for that? I said, gratefulness promotes faithfulness. I want to talk about that. When we see things from, from a gracious perspective, we tend to be committed to it. Let me put it another way. When we see the value of someone or something, we seem to appreciate it better. You ever think about that? Let's, let's just start with the small stuff. We'll start with stuff. You get a new car, you appreciate that. Man, it's funny. My neighbors, my neighbors say, when we get a different vehicle from time to time, usually they're just new to us, but I'm grateful. Man, I will wash that thing. I wash that thing. I wash that thing. And then a month will go by and I kind of spray it off. Right? And then three months go by and go, man, I, I probably ought to wash that thing. Right? You see, when it's new, when it's in the beginning, we're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it starts to lose value, maybe. But as I start reading the word and everything and seeing how God blessed me with different things, I need to be a good steward of those things. Amen? I need to be a good steward of those things. But not only that, let's look at the other things we think. Okay, man, this is a big deal. Okay, we're turning around. How about that nice car? How about the house? The fellowship? The, the family? The whole thing? Salvation. See, sometimes I think we let that kind of go by. Hey, I know I'm saved. I'm not going to hell. Did you ever really think about how bad hell is? Sometimes I think we need to really realize what we've been rescued from so that we walk and what he's given us. Amen. Does that make any sense? When you realize what you've been saved from, you start looking and wanting to walk in what you've been called to. Amen. That's why when I'm looking at something, they say, man, you get excited. Yes, I do. I get excited about what God's done because I know that God loves me unconditionally. How about you? Do you know that? God loves you unconditionally. Man, that's something to be excited about. And it's about his faithfulness. Amen. Not mine. It's about his. Let's keep on rolling. Do you see the value in others? Do you see the value that Christ has placed on you? That's what I want you to see. Keep on rolling. Here we go. The faithfulness of God is perfect. Amen. I don't know why my sheet don't look nothing like that one up there, but I'll go with that one. The faithful of God is perfect. The faithfulness of God is perfect. What do you mean by that? Even when I miss it, it doesn't change anything God says about me. Aren't you glad? Even when I blow it, God says, I still love you. Because remember, when he was on the cross, he saw all your sin, my sin, her sin, all the sins of the world. And his perfect sacrifice was so good, it cleansed us all. Amen. When we step into that by faith, that's something to say hallelujah about. When we step into that by faith, it should be freeing. It should be energizing. It should be cultivating a grateful heart. But I want you to think about his faithfulness. Yeah, we want to be faithful. But you know what? When we understand how grateful we should be, it helps promote the faithfulness. You see the tie together there? Let's keep on rolling. He never wavers. I want you to look at this. I said, God never wavers. He sees his plan through. Listen to this. Did God, oh man, I want to read this to you. God was really speaking to my heart. Listen to this now. I said, God never wavers. I said, see his plan. He sees his plan through. Listen to this. Did God waver when Adam and Eve sinned? No. He already had a plan, right? When Noah got drunk, no. When Moses got killed a man, no. When Joseph's brother sold him out in slavery, when David committed adultery. Let's keep going. How about when Saul, before he was named Paul, gave the order to stone Stephen? Did he waver? Did God waver? He never wavered, right? Oh, no, how about this? How about when Jesus, uh, when Judas uh, betrayed Jesus or when Peter denied him three times? He never wavered. That's the guy to serve. That's the God I serve right there. No, God never wavered and he never will in your life. You ever think about that when you blow it? I'm not giving you a get out of hell free card, okay? Please don't understand what I'm saying here. I'm saying, you know what? We usually know when we blow it. Do we know that God is in the restoring business? Do you know that God's faithful? That's what I want you to hear today, that God is faithful through all those things. He, he didn't stop and go, man, can't believe Adam did that. 
can't believe Moses did that. can't believe Buddy did that. He's already made a way. The atonement of Christ has covered our sin. He has purged us. When God looks at your life and you're a believer in Jesus Christ, right? When you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Did I say finished work of the cross? Yes. He is risen. He says, I, I, it is done. It is finished. I want you to know that God's faithfulness is, is, is just awesome. Amen? So the faithfulness of God is perfect. Everybody doing good? Man, this thing is beating me down today. Here we go. Woo! Help me out, Tim. Look at this, verse 6. It says, and I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Man, who began the good work in you? Christ. God, is he faithful even when you struggle, fail, run, try to hide or whatever? He is faithful. Now, aren't you grateful for him? Aren't you grateful for what Christ has done for me and you? Amen. Let's keep on rolling here. Then why are so many folks depressed? Get quiet, right? A lot of folks get depressed. Sometimes we get down. I understand that. But take a look at this. I believe it's this. Y'all ready? Write this down. Because we focus on our abilities instead of the abilities of Christ. We focus on what we can do instead of what Christ has already done. And if you get a hold of that, let me tell you, it'll set you free. Not our faithfulness, but his faithfulness. Amen? We can build on that. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Pick up some speed here. Colossians 2, here we go. It says, so then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Man. I said, we need to be built upon Christ. Amen? I keep looking at this and I says, this is where we overcome. Knowing that we're rooted in the family of God. If I was going to ask you right there, I do this all the time as a little test question. How many saints do we have in here? Let me see you raise your hand. Okay? I'm going to help you with this. We say, well, man, I don't feel like a saint. You just don't know. We argued on the way here. You don't know what I did last week. What qualifies you as a saint? The blood of Christ. What does he say? Even while you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. Amen? You've been set into the family, right? All right? He said, nothing separates us from the love of God. He said, look at this. I love this. Y'all know where I'm going to go, man. I love Romans chapter 8. I love this. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. How many people have a personal relationship with Christ here this morning? Come on. Come on. Come on. If you don't know, you will have one when you leave here because I want to give you the opportunity to grab hold of that. You say, man, but I don't know. I've been doing this. I've been doing this. It's not based on that. It's like, do you know Jesus Christ? Have you asked the Lord to come into your life and forgive you of your sin? And when, he does, when we do, he says, you're mine. You're sealed with the Spirit. This ought to be setting people free here. When I first heard that, saint, what do you mean? Saint. We think about somebody's just living this life and everything just seems to be going perfect. In the eyes of God, when you have given your life to Christ, he no longer sees your shortcomings. He sees the fullness of Jesus Christ. When he said it is finished, when he looks at your life, son, and he looks at my life, he says, you know what? He's ours. Perfectly clean. Yeah, but what? Perfectly clean. Didn't he say it was finished? Listen to what I'm saying. Does that mean we live any way we want? No, that's not what I'm saying. When we miss it, let's get back in the game. Keep that fellowship alive. Keep rolling, right? But what I'm telling you is Christ is not coming back again to, for, for our sins. He's coming back for his people, for the church, amen. The sin deal is already taken care of, right? He died for the sins of the world, amen. And when we grab hold of that by faith, we're in the family, amen. How many family members we got here? 
I'm not just talking about here. I'm talking about in the family of God. Do you know Jesus today? Do you know him? Have you asked the Lord to come into your life today? If not, today is your day. This is your time. See, we can sit here week after week after week and we go, yeah, that's a pretty cool message. Yeah, I believe that. But I want you to know this. I don't want you to just believe it. I want you to believe it. I want you to receive it. I want you to walk in it. I want you to know that Jesus loves you, that Jesus died for you, and all you've got to do is ask him, God, forgive me. I believe you're the Son of God coming to my life. Today is my day. Somebody's day is today, man, because God is faithful. Man, I'm telling you, the Lord's moving on this thing. Let's keep on going. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to read this again. I just like it. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your life in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Are you thankful that Jesus Christ came to pay your price? Because nobody else could. You couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. We can't even maintain it. Do you hear what I'm saying? You can't maintain it. It's all about Jesus. Why do you talk about Jesus so much? That's what it's all about. It's all about him. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good. This is where we get to the joyfulness. All right? Yeah, we're going to be joyful. People say, you're pretty happy usually, yeah? I am. Have anybody owed a big debt in their life? Huh? And then somebody paid it. Well, maybe yes, Jeffrey. We owed a debt that we could never pay. But Jesus paid it. He set us free. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. See, if, if you had, uh, let's see, most, usually the most uh, biggest bill we have is a home. All right? Not getting in your business, but if you own your home, I'm speaking to you. And they said, man, I owe $300,000 on my home. And I said, well, you guys come right on up here. I'm going to write a check, and I'm going to pay that off right now. Probably would knock me up against this wall, right? If we would get excited about being set free, from a home loan, couldn't you get a little excited about being set free from shackled to sin and hell and set in a family where you got a home that will never uh, turn, perish, any of those things with Christ in heaven? Man, that's what I'm talking about. The roof don't leak. The Vepco bill's not going to be an issue because God is light, okay? We don't have to worry about that. Guess what? You don't have to worry about a doctor bill because guess what? We're good to go. We're going to be made in His image even more and more and more and more and more and more and more. And we get that new body. Amen? So if you're here today, let me tell you about some joyfulness, okay? Let's keep on going. So what is joy? Think about this. I looked this up. It says, a source or cause of keen pleasure or delight. So some, let me look at yours. So someone greatly valued or someone greatly valued or appreciated. What do you mean by that? What is our source of joyfulness? If it's your money, guess what? It'll spend. It'll be gone. I know our family is a great source of joy. But you know what? Sometimes our family gets a little disjointed, don't it? I want to point you to this. The joy of Christ. Knowing Christ. Amen? I said our source, our cause, our pleasure, our delight. If Christ is first in our life, that's how we're going to view things. Amen? That's why I come back to the basics over and over and over. Are you thankful for what Christ has done for you? Let's keep on rolling. Man, if your joy is not founded in Christ, it will not always be joy. Let me explain what I was talking about there. Things change, don't they? But God never changes. Aren't you glad God never changes? I know I am. Let's keep on going. I want to talk to you a little bit as we bring this thing to a close. Happiness versus joy. 
sound like the same thing, but I'm going to tell you, I believe they are not the same thing. Happiness is based on happiness. If what's happening is good, then you're happy, right? But check this out. But joy is based on a deep-rooted relationship with Christ. Look at Paul. Most of the time, he was persecuted, beaten, shipwrecked, snake bit. Anything you can think of, this man walked through. But he kept his joy. How did he keep his joy? It definitely wasn't on his situation, right? It wasn't about what was going on. It wasn't about his bank account. It wasn't about, man, you know, hey, man, we settled a lot of tents today. He was a tent maker, right? It wasn't about that. It was, man, I'm glad they threw soft rocks today. No. It was, it was all about a deep-rooted joy found only in Christ. Why do you say so much about that, buddy? Because I'm going to tell you we're going to have storms of life. Amen? Trials and tribulation, right? But be of good cheer, Jesus says, because I've overcome, right? And we are overcomers in Christ. That's what I want to see today. I want you to know that your joyfulness is all about what Jesus has done. Man, over and over and over, our joyfulness always come back to this. It's all about Jesus, all right? Take a look at this, Colossians 9. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in the bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. You see that? And in Christ, you, say me, have been brought to fullness. Isn't that amazing? You have been brought to fullness. If you plan on experiencing the joyfulness of God, you have to meet Jesus Christ. Amen? You have to meet Jesus Christ. You say, well, man, you know, what, is, what, what do you mean, buddy? I mean, it's not about anything else. Other than your personal relationship with Christ. And we, and we go from there. Amen. Are you thankful? And I want to just take a minute and talk a little bit about some thankfulness. Amen. Take a look at this here. What does it say? Look at this attitude of Paul. It says, every time I thank you, I give thanks to my God. I pray that that's our prayer for our church family and for others this week. That when you think about KTP, let's keep it right here. And beyond. That you pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ. I want to share a little something with you. When I was looking through the, the uh, uh, daily bread that, that Tanya had ordered, today's the sixth, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? It doesn't matter because this is June the sixth. That's even better. That's so cool. I went through here and I go, wow, this is a cool one. It's this is the sixth. Well, guess what? It is Friday, June the sixth. But guess what? I'm going to use it anyway because this is the one the Lord laid out in front of me. Listen to this. I want, I want you to think about this. Give me a little jam in there. I want, yeah, man, I can talk right over. That's good. I want you guys to just just relax and listen to this. It says, the day we decide to follow the Savior is the greatest turning point in your life. I'm speaking to you right now, right? Look at this. God's speaking to you. And each day after that, we can joyfully renew our commitment to serve Him. Lord, what a privilege it is to say yes to you each day. Thank you for loving me and forgiving me. Guide me in all my choices today and help me to serve you faithfully. And I love this last line. Y'all ready for this? Life's biggest decision is what you do with Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your your gratefulness. And I thank you for those words that you give us through, you know, others writing what you've just been moving in their heart. And and I just want to ask my family and friends here today, do you realize that the biggest decision is what you'll do with Jesus. You mean, what, do you, what do you mean, buddy? Will you choose him as Lord and Savior, respond to his invitation, or will you reject him? Listen real close. If you don't call on the name of Jesus, there's no middle ground. That's just like saying, I've rejected you. Does that make sense? 
You say, well, I, I, I haven't made up my mind. Well, you know what? Today's a good day to make up your mind because you don't know what's going to happen by the end of the day. Oh, you trying to scare me? No, I'm trying to uh, give you the facts. I'm trying to tell you that God loves you. I'm trying to tell you that I do a lot of funerals and a lot of them are young folks, right? I'm trying to tell you that we're not guaranteed tomorrow, but you are guaranteed this right now. When you call upon the name of the Lord, he says you are mine. So if you're here today, you remember that question I asked? How many saints do we got here? If you couldn't raise your hand, I pray that you can after this. What qualifies you as a saint is this, is that you are sinless in the eyes of God. Yeah, we have sin. That's why Jesus came. Will you receive his offering for sin into your life? Will you say, look, I know I need my debt paid. And Jesus paid. So if you're here today and you've never called on the name of Jesus, I pray that today is your day. I know today, Lord, is just speaking to me. Somebody's day is today. I'm going to read this again. The day we decide to follow the Savior is the greatest turning point in our life. And each day after that, we can joyfully renew our commitment to serve Him. I like the way they wrote that. Because guess what? Some days we miss it. But he says, you know what? We can joyfully renew our commitment to keep saving him, to keep working in the saving grace of God, walking in that. He's done it all. He's maintained it. He's given it and everything else. So I want you to listen to what I'm asking you right now. If you die tonight, you know for sure you go to heaven. And you say, well, buddy, I don't know. I want you to know that Jesus Christ has made a way. And there's only one way. It's through the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you've never called on the name of Jesus, I pray today that just from your heart, pray this with me. Dear Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I trust in you for the finished work of the cross and saving me. Come into my life in Jesus' name. If that's you today, tell somebody, say, you know what? That was my prayer today. Today, I called on the name of Jesus. Let me tell you this. The next time somebody asks you, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? You can say, yeah, I know. Why? Because you're good? No. Why? Because you go to church? No. Why? Because of this, that, and other thing? No. Why? Because Jesus Christ gave his life for me. And I'm trusting in the fullness of that. It's by grace you're saved through faith. Not that of yourself. It's a gift to God. Friends, please, 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 please don't leave here today without asking the Lord to come into your life. Life's, the big, life's biggest decision is what you do with Jesus. What will you do with Jesus today? Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. I pray that you encourage.